What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonderkid, episode 41, here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? Uh, I'm doing awesome, man. It is it is like a couple days before deadline day, and I know uh, Fabrizio Romano is drinking a, a whole lot of espresso or something in prep, but... Uh, <laughs> We, we got to get talking because there is just so much to cover. So yeah. much going on. True, true, true. And if you're not understanding what Fabrizio Romano means, it's transfers, people. And yep. yeah, we have to go bold on this on this topic. And we a big, big part of this episode is going to be dedicated to the transfer, guys. But we will talk about news, Wonder Kid news, and we'll try to spice it up some questions. But going to the transfers, we got to yeah. talk about the big, I got to say the big winners okay right now in this transfer window Juvinc okay yeah signing up Vlahovic for 70 million okay mm -hmm. and getting 7 million net salary for Vlahovic top yeah. top deal by the yeah. club number seven is safe and this is the guy Vlahovic who equaled Christian Ronald's goal record in Serie A uh, okay, so having Vlahovic makes perfect sense. And seeing the tweets of Vlahovic, okay, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's 2016 or 2018, but Vlahovic said on social media that the greatest is Cristiano. So he's yeah. following the greatest footsteps at Juvinch. <laughs> but uh, yes, a lot of top, top deals with Juvinch, man. I got to mention, I got to mention. Yeah, it, it is. And they, and they also seem to be clearing uh, some some dead wood, if you will. But we'll get to that in a little mm -hmm. bit. But yeah, the, the Vlahovic deal, um, I, I don't know. I mean, you and I, I wouldn't say we were totally convinced he was going to wind up in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. But just based on on the <laughs> needs of certain teams in the Premier League, we really thought that they would go hard. And they probably did after mm -hmm. Vlahovic. And for Juventus to come in and do that, yeah, it is. It's poetic that he takes the number seven uh, right after in 2021 matching Cristiano Ronaldo's goal total, right, in the Serie A. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, yeah, it's funny that, like, they dug up a tweet I don't know. Twitter seems to be able to do all sorts of crazy things <laughs> like digging up tweets from six years ago just to convince everybody that, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo is the goat in mm. Vlahovic's eyes. But um, I, I, you got to love it, right? You yeah. just got to love it. And they got their man and Serbian football. They've got their man mm -hmm. um, that's going to lead them into the future. They're already qualified for the World Cup. Like things are great for, for fans of Serbian football. Mm -hmm. um, but I got to ask you. I got to ask you, mm -hmm. do you think he's going to be, you know, Juventus isn't exactly a finished specimen. Mm -hmm. This isn't like Inter Milan um, or, or even hell, even AC Milan, um, where, where, you know, the midfield is going to supply Vlahovic like exhaustively, right? Whoa. They're going to do it really well. How do you feel um, about Juventus's capacity to, to get him fed? Well, right. Yeah. First of all, I think the Vlahovic deal helps a ton in keeping Chiesa at Juventus. Okay, sure. that's the that's the first thing. Second, I think Juventus is also with that concern that you're mentioning, and that's why they got Locatelli. Okay, yeah. and Locatelli for yeah. me is going to be cements himself in that Juventus midfield. But yeah. I there is a problem, and there is no solution still at Juventus that Kuluzewski yeah. does leave, but Kuluzewski yeah. leaves as. Someone that didn't work out at Juventus, let's be honest. He's got a 40 million buy option for Tottenham. But let, going, not mentioning too much on that still. But Dybala too. Dybala's yeah. going to go. 
Dybala is going to leave Zvinch. So I am sure that Zvinch must be thinking already about that creative player behind Vlahovic. But yeah. getting Vlahovic seeks and, and uh, shows ambition from Zvinch's side to be one of the best. Because let's be honest, the whole world wanted Vlahovic. And him by staying in Serie A and going to Zvinch is top deals. And I think Denis Jakaria is mentioned to go to um, to go to Zvinch too. And that is a terrific deal. And yes, it doesn't bring that creativity that they will still sign. Okay, a player that I have, I'm mentioning here. But getting Sakaria, getting Locatelli, that is already creating a good, good pillars in that team. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm actually going to like argue with myself here, right? Because mm. uh, yeah, while I do have worries about the creativity uh, for setting up um, for setting up Blahovic mm-hmm. moving forward, uh, they might also have it because if you bring in Denis Zakaria, which mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's I think for like seven million euros, he's coming. Um, his contract is coming up to an end, so there's a lot of clubs fighting for him, and I know Fabrizio's getting ready to say, "Here we go on Zakaria." <laughs> there, that does free up a couple pieces. It frees mm-hmm. up Locatelli to be a whole lot more progressive. Mm-hmm. It frees up. Uh, and, and this might be a little more Homer, but one of the best Juventus players over the last few months has been Weston McKinney. And Weston <laughs> McKinney, he might not be Mr. Like through ball. He might not be, you know, the most creative, but he is everywhere on the pitch. I agree. And if he can link up with Vlahovic, right? And Vlahovic's ability to, to hold the ball up um, and you get a little bit of better of a wing presence. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing here. It's, it's not necessarily about keeping Chiesa, right? It's about keeping Chiesa healthy. I agree. And he's not healthy, and I would love for him to be because this Juventus team looks like they're, they're building the right way for the future. Um, and- but I, I'll tell you what. The, the one thing that stood out to me was not the 70 million plus or 75 million euros that it took to get Vlaovic. Did you see those agent fees? I mean, my God, I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> uh, it was like 15 million euros to the agents. Oh man, it's it's uh yeah that that happens with Vinch, I guess, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Well, but with that, I have to say too, ending the Vlahovic side on my end, yeah. it's Vlahovic leaves Vinch. Ah, he leaves mm-hmm. Fiorentina for 70 to 75 million, and yeah. Fiorentina goes and gets. Artur Cabral for yeah. 15 million. Yeah. I'm telling you, Fiorentina is teaching business to every single club that is growing yeah. right now and needs to learn how to get good deals. <laughs> because that is a terrific deal by Fiorentina. A prolific striker, young striker, and yeah, he's got something to prove. That is, that he's good enough and to, uh, to replace Vlahovic yep. at Fiorentina. So big up for the Turka Bral guys. Watch out. Yeah. Watch I mean, out. that is just if if you think Vlahovic was uh was prolific with Fiorentina, mm-hmm. uh look at Ar- Arthur Cabral's uh numbers for Basel. Um and there have been some very phenomenal players to come out of uh Basel. Uh one of which uh currently <laughs> Yeah, exactly. One of which is currently uh shooting for an AFCON final. Um but hey, Cabral has been just lights out. For them, and I get it. It's it's a different standard, um, but but my God, he's already. I think he's already above twenty goals this year. Last year was just crazy, and the crazy thing for Fiorentina is that 
they only spent, I believe, about what twenty million euros of the of the seventy seventy five that they're going to get. Um, they've brought in Icone. I, uh, I might have yes, Icone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, who's a sneaky good playmaker, really mm-hmm. sneaky good playmaker. They brought him in only for like fourteen fifteen. They got uh, Nicolas Gonzalez um, a while back, so they do have they do have the pieces. It's just whether or not Cabral has the same mobility that Vlahovic does in the same kind of like playmaking capacity, just like grab the game by the scruff of the neck type of capacity that Vlahovic does. But this is a great, you know, low financial risk, high Mm -hmm. financial reward type of situation. Like we talked about last week Mm -hmm. with uh, Julian Alvarez. So uh, you're right. I I actually, for some reason, didn't have Arthur Cabral written down here. (laughs) Uh, And I'm glad you brought that up because it's a great move by Fiorentina. It is. It is. And you mentioned fast the move of Julian Alvarez to Man City. And I want to mention fast that Man City is another club that is teaching how to do business in football, okay? Because they sold Ferran Torres for 48 million pounds, okay? And now they're buying Julian Alvarez for 18 million pounds. That is top business by man city in my eyes i can't imagine how good how good the duo of julian alvarez and phil foden is gonna be the contract of julian alvarez is gonna be until 2027 okay mad deal in my opinion so long to get that so long and yeah 18.5 million bargain okay and yeah i do think they went for alvarez because ferran left Literally. Mm-hmm. So it just shows that Man City are prepared for any outcome. And yeah, that shows a lot. Uh, that shows a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny. Alvarez um, Alvarez could wind up not even playing that well for City mm-hmm. or even playing for City. And they'll likely still make a one hell of a return yeah. on him when all is said and done. So yeah. again, it's just one of those things where you're thinking two, three steps ahead. Uh, of of most most clubs most large clubs out 100%. there um, and you know okay well we're talking about the ins at Juventus do you want to talk about the outs let's go at Juventus? Let's all go. right let's so go. I mean I, I get Fabio Paratiki I, I get you know wanting to to go um what's the word in you know stay within your wheelhouse right not the player not going bold um not going bold it it feels almost like and i don't it it feels weird calling dayan kulisevsky and and uh, rodrigo bentancur a like deadwood or driftwood or whatever you want to call it that Mm. feels very weird because they're very fine footballers but but spurs tottenham where fabio paratiki is he moved from i think he was at juventus for like 11 12 years right Mm -hmm. uh he moved to spurs and it, it almost feels like a a uh, a FOMO grab, right? A fear of missing out grab. Like, oh crap, we need somebody right now. Let's go sign somebody. And I don't know where else to look but my old team. Um, Kulisevsky has not been the Kulisevsky of old. He has not been the. He's only twenty, about to turn twenty-two. So let's not like freak out here. Mm-hmm. But he has not been as good as he was before Atalanta signed him. Before. Uh, Juventus signed him mm-hmm. uh, when he had that phenomenal year for, I believe it was Parma, right, in Syria. Um, he has not looked that good since then. He's provided some highlights here and there, mm-hmm. and yet 40 million, potentially? 40 million euros? 
for Kulisevsky if it all goes well at Spurs. I just don't see how this works except in the hands of Antonio Conte. Mm. Um, it's not bold. It's not not bold. It's it's just a very confusing FOMO deal for me. Fear yeah. of missing out deal. Um, and something tells me you don't like it either. I don't. I don't. <laughs> because Kuluzewski for 40 million, okay. If we're paying yeah. 40 million, I think that was the first offer they did to Luis Diaz. And you're yeah. mentioning the fear of missing out. But imagine the ways that Tottenham are being rejected, okay, by yeah. players in this January. We have Frank Kessier. He snubbed yeah. Tottenham. We have Luis Diaz. He clearly snubbed Tottenham. We have yeah. Adama Traore, which. Okay, I think in my opinion, this must be embarrassing for Tottenham because Adama Traore was offered 120k a week at Tottenham right. and he accepted a, a, a pay cut at Barcelona of 15k a week instead. So he Oof. would rather be at Barcelona, receive 15k, than 120k at, at Tottenham. Yes, he'd play at right wing back, but yeah. still... But yeah. still, so after all this, okay, I yeah. do understand that they go for a desperate call, but it, they are relying highly on Conte, knowing Kulusevski, and knowing Bentakur, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not too convinced. I am not too convinced. I even saw Oli Tanner, okay, a seven-tier uh, player, rejecting yeah. contract because of wages and personal terms. Not because sure. of the tweet, people. Because of wages and personal terms. So this yeah. is how bad... Seven tier is rejecting Tottenham. Oh, yeah. man. I, you know, <sighs> I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I do think... Let's play devil's advocate here. I mean, oh. maybe Antonio Conte is enough. He is a world-class uh. manager. And maybe if you give not, you know, slightly broken players or, or players that haven't quite realized their potential yet maybe he goes Carlo Ancelotti on uh, Dayan Kulisevsky and, and we see him turn into regular old Vinicius in Premier League right um I, I don't think it'll happen <laughs> I think there were there were previous issues with Dayan Kulisevsky um and, and I don't know him so you know this is probably off base to say that there were attitude issues or that mm. there were training issues but I do remember that there were things that came out uh, previously um, about it because he hasn't been fully healthy. He hasn't been fully integrated into that 11 until relatively recently. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I, I got to say from, uh, from a, a devil's advocate perspective, mm -hmm. maybe Antonio Conte is enough. Maybe he is the one that gets Kulisevsky uh, to his world-class potential, because I know, hey, Sweden, Sweden, we talk about Norway all the time. We talk about Denmark. I know I do all the time. Mm -hmm. But Sweden has a hell of a footballing future, and Kulisevsky is a big part of it. Um, and he has created some awesome, awesome uh, highlights mm -hmm. um, in the Juventus shirt, just not as many as he did in the Parma shirt. Whoa. So I, I, we'll see. I think we'll the see. best and, decision. And he, was, he went bold. I got to say, he did go bold. With what? In the Copa Italia final. He uh, went bold in that Copa Italia final. So Yeah, that is true. That is true. That that is one of the best moments I saw Kuluzeski too. But I think the best decision by Tottenham this January still is the yeah. fact that they got on loan Brian Gill to Valencia, okay? Don't leave him yeah. on the bench. Getting some minutes, going out, it's good. But I mentioned fast. 
mm-hmm. the Luis Diaz situation. And yeah. Luis Diaz did snub Tottenham, which I would have snubbed too if Liverpool were coming for me with the, the 45 million and 15 million offer. That is yeah. that's the right deal, in my opinion, for Luis Diaz. And interesting yeah. enough, Klopp was only targeting to get Luis Diaz in the summer. But Tottenham mm-hmm. <laughs> fancies their shot in January. And, and Liverpool thought to themselves, this is what we're going to offer better than this. Like, yeah. this is how bad Tottenham looks now. They were <laughs> 5 million away of actually getting uh, Luis Diaz signed up at Tottenham. That's, 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 it doesn't look good. But Luis Diaz ends up his career at Porto with 125 games, 41 yeah. goals, and 15 assists. Okay. And great, great, great career at Porto. Another player that we're going to see flourish. Outside the Portuguese league, but great to see, man. And it did. I, I have to say this too, from the Portuguese mm-hmm. side of things. Like Porto doesn't look good, in my opinion, by selling Luis Diaz in January. They are in a, in a European competition to win it, and mm-hmm. they could have sold him maybe for more in the yeah. summer. So this was mm-hmm. a desperate call by Porto. But but resolve it. So, guys, this wasn't a good call. But I like the Ostaki move. That was a, a cheap bargain move, in my opinion, and replaces yeah. perfectly Sergio Oliveira, if not better. I rate Steven yeah. Ostaki very high. Very high. Yes, so, you do. You've been, yeah. you've been talking about him for years, and I know uh, Canadians will be hoping he's, uh, he's lining up uh, mm-hmm. against the U.S. Um, <laughs> over this weekend. Uh, so, so we'll see. I know he's had some COVID issues. But, yeah, yeah. that is a sneaky good buy. But... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand that either. Either, either, either. Uh, um, Luis Diaz leaving, you know, uh, mm-hmm. right now while FC while Porto is having one of the better seasons um, they've had recently, and they look very good, mm-hmm. and he's a massive part of that. Um, but yeah, money money does talk, I, and I know there's a lot of potential incentives right can, beyond forty five million. Can I say another thing too? That's crazy about the Luis Diaz sure. deal. It's the contract of Luis Diaz. This is why. I find it so interesting now, seeing from the outside looking in now, this is why mm. Liverpool have a tough problem, like getting the 400k a week deal with Salah. They got yep. Luis Diaz until 2027 for 56k pounds a week. That's good. What? That is crazy good deal. Crazy yeah, that's, that's... good deal. Oh mm-hmm. my days. This just shows like Liverpool knows what they're doing. They know what the Klopp is a genius. I'm saying Klopp is a genius. And I might say that Klopp in, in my lifetime, is he must be top three players in terms of money management I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That guy doesn't need too much to get to, to win. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's too much of an overgeneralization uh to say that it's it's part of like a German managerial culture thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like th- there is that like I do do with what you do with what you can mm-hmm. um and uh and and kind of know your boundaries and and i don't know byron's shown it for years dortmund's shown it great business uh, they're just very very good and mm-hmm. and klopp um klopp is off that cloth so uh i, I luis diaz under klopp is going to be really fun to watch um and i mean i just just saying the names right we, we know sadio mane might leave okay he'll be better but than luis him diaz, Diogo Jota, mm-hmm. say it all together. Sadio Mane, Pala. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this this is just this is just excess. Luis um, Diaz will be better than Sadio Mane straight away, right yeah. off the bat. Okay, right off the bat. Um, 
Yeah, except uh, Sadio Mane likely... Well, actually, no. Sadio Mane might not be playing at a World's Cup. Luis Diaz might not be playing at the World's Cup. <laughs> Salah, oh, Salah might not be playing at the World Cup. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, Sa- uh, well, Salah or Sadio Mane won't be. One of them will. So, for what? sure, one. For sure, one yeah. of them must be mentioned, Will. But, uh, oh, man. Crazy, crazy business. I got it. So, you mentioned shrewd, good business. And I was mm-hmm. thinking to myself... You, 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 I'm not going to say you're, you're a Barca hater because I know you love Barcelona. You're not. No. But no. Adama Traoré to Barcelona, I got to say it. It's a beautiful deal by Barcelona, in my views. Because, as I said, this guy's going to be getting 15K a week. Okay, low wages. A 35 million option to buy, which is not by obligation. So it's a decision to be made. He is alone. Six month mm-hmm. loan, so yeah, no no risk with that. And it's mm-hmm. a player with the Barcelona DNA. And mm-hmm. it leverages so Dembele can go. I think yep. overall, Xavi will love this deal. And Barcelona, top, top deal, in my opinion. If you want cheap, good business, this is good, cheap business. Adama yeah. Traoré to Barcelona. Yeah, and and he, he left Barcelona as a twig and he comes back as a tank. <laughs> Um, so Adama Traore is, uh, he's a, yeah, he's, he's a guy that I'm like, I'm hit or miss on, um, kind of Mm. like he's, he's hit or miss. Uh, but you obviously, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's, he's top dribbler. Um, he's top speed. Uh, if, if Chavi can give him even remotely a sense of direction Mm. or, uh, a sense of, uh, target. Uh, then Adama Traore can be a massive piece to the Barcelona rebuild, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, from the business aspect, it is right in the wheelhouse of what they're trying to do. Um, Beyond like all the the crap coming out about like them potentially chasing Alvaro Morata or chasing a striker, a big name striker for for a lot of money before they even have the money, right? Um, (laughs) This is is essentially how you do it. And, And frankly... Frankly, Barcelona needs to do more creative deals like this because mm-hmm. it, it fits them financially, right? There are plenty of players that you can leverage the Barca project, the Barcelona rebuild, and the, the history and the culture of the club that will come and they will take pay cuts to play yes. for Barcelona. That is huge, right? That is massive. It's the same as you're seeing it like, mm-hmm. I want to go play for Stevie Gerrard at Villa. Some new names are, are popping up because Stevie Gerrard's at Villa. Mm-hmm. Frank Lampard potentially at Everton. Same thing. You might have some players that go, mm-hmm. I want to play for Frank Lampard at Everton. True. Barcelona has the club history and that that legend running the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, It's not hating Barcelona. It's mm-hmm. just... Um, Hating the fact that they precariously put them in the, put themselves in this situation, um, and understanding that a rebuild does not happen uh, as quick as it could be. But hey, they're putting the right pieces together, so we'll see. I agree we'll totally see. with all your points, and it is true that is something that Barcelona have to leverage. And let's be honest, Breton, a player becomes a top top player in a season with Barcelona mm-hmm. on social media. The player's life has changed immediately. Mm-hmm immediately so if Adama Traore causes the impact and those moments those epic moments that he can do with Barcelona with those epic highlights 
a lot a lot of good can happen man a lot Absolutely. of good so going on the opposite end because not yeah. leveraging the let's say what the club is right now but sure. the money 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 i gotta say yeah. and this is an expose to arsenal because newcastle signed brun guimaraes for 40 yep. million and now this is a question i'm asking to myself yeah why didn't arsenal go get him literally like arsenal don't get brungi managed for 40 million but newcastle does are you serious are you serious so newcastle new management new everything already in my opinion doing better deals this is yeah. embarrassing yeah. embarrassing yeah. arsenal go get ben white for 50 but don't, don't pull the trigger for brungi managed with 40. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, know you know, I, I know he doesn't necessarily play exactly the same role as Odegaard, oh. um, but, no, but, no, no, no. but ultimately, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal needs a striker. They need, they, they, they have, oh. they have other things, they have other things, they, but I, I get you, I get you. And, and the fact that Newcastle could learn, uh, could, uh, could land Guimaraes is very impressive to me, but oh. it kind of makes sense because Leon is, Leon is in a fight for at least European spots. Like, the middle of League One is very, very tight, okay? Um, but at the same time, Lyon isn't playing PSG uh, football, right, True. anytime soon. Um, and frankly, they've held on to some of their stars, their their academy stars for years, and some of their stars for, for too long, like Ior, and uh, they're not giving Rayon Cherky the chance. Anyway, mm -hmm. the fact that uh, Bruno Guimaraes is ready to sign up for uh, Newcastle—that's that's really a really impressive get, really impressive get for them. Um, but I don't know if it's—I st still don't know if it's going to be good and, enough to keep Newcastle up. And even for Leon, man, they sell Bruno Guimaraes for forty million. They're getting yeah. Tanguy and Dombele on loan yeah. with no obligation to buy, and they did sign Roman Favre. Which mm. he is a good midfielder in, in Liga. He's got seven goals and five assists. Okay, yeah. twenty-three years old. He's yeah. He's a good player to have. And yeah, overall, I do understand they they needed to sell a player, and they did, and they did. And Newcastle signed the player they needed. In my opinion, a really good midfielder. Really good. Really good. This is it. But but, but, but yeah, I agree but with the, you. Uh, Sorry, the Arsenal but, but, fandom need to yeah. get the striker. They need yeah. to get the striker. No doubt. No doubt. But they need a midfielder like Brungi Marinch too, Breton. Like next yeah. to Thomas Partey. Like Odegaard. The, this is why Odegaard signing. I understand it. But at the same time, I was like, it's going to go against Smith Rowe at one time. Mm. They are going to clash for that position. And people yeah. can say, oh, they'll play for winger. You play winger, Odegaard. Yeah, Odegaard will play. Uh, uh, Saka will play one wing. Martinelli yeah. maybe plays the other wing. And it's Smith-Rowe or Odegaard. Uh, because yeah. no, no, Brungi Marange would be better at eight than Odegaard. No doubt in my mind. No mm. doubt in my mind. No doubt. So, but, the, but the striker chase still continues. And I know uh, oh. I know. Twitter, Twitter was a light. Instagram was a light with, uh, with what? Alexander Izak um, potentially being in London at the same time as I think it was Adnan Yanazai, mm. uh, his Real Sociedad uh, compatriot, uh, was also in London. Um, mm. But it remains to be seen, you know, exactly what that's for. And, you know, London, beyond its football clubs, London, London does have a lot to offer. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe they were just there <laughs> for a, a brief respite and, and some clubbing. Um, but ultimately, hey, Alexander Izak could be the guy that they sign. Um, mm -hmm. But, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Arsenal needs to keep their head down and, and keep plugging away. And who knows? There's plenty of hours, as we know, 
as we know, a lot can happen in the next day, mm -hmm. two days. Um, so they might have uh, something under their sleeve just yet. But to go to yeah, Newcastle, really, Newcastle is finding it tough. You got all this money you can throw at people, but you are running in, into that situation of mm -hmm. uh, competitive um, competitive comparability. I don't know if that's the right mm -hmm. way to put it. You know, Newcastle was going after Diego Carlos. Yeah. We know that it was relatively public. They were throwing money at him. Uh, he really isn't making that crazy of a base salary at Sevilla. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to it, um, apparently he wants to stay in Sevilla. Sevilla very clearly wants him to stay. And why? Because they're only four points behind Real Madrid at the top yep. at, at La Liga. Um, they've got the best. Sevilla has the best defense in La Liga. Okay. They've only given up, I think they've only conceded about 16 goals this year. All right. Uh, so far, um, which is the best in the league. And that, that, that's not like the only metric that you uh, have a defense behind. But Diego Carlos is very clearly one of the most underrated defenders on the planet. My, mm -hmm. we made this clear the other day. Um, and they went after him. They went pretty hard after him with multiple bids. Mm -hmm. And uh, now they're settling for 15 million, or they're balking on 15 million for Dan Byrne from Brighton, Hove, and Albion, right? Look. Because they couldn't get Diego Carlos. So Newcastle is running into that kind of competitive um, uh, situation where, uh, yeah, how do you sell a club but with just boatloads of money? They can't offer you anything else except anyhow telling them how that they're going to eventually go to the Champions League. I don't know. You're you're fighting for your, your Premier League lives right now. Um, and they so, manage Bruno Guimarães still. So <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And they, they'll get others, Bretton, because I. Well, you know what I'm liking about Newcastle is the fact that the players that I'm seeing being linked up and the players that they are bidding, they all make sense. They all make sense. Yeah. I even saw Gonzalo Inácio, which for me yeah. is the best one, uh, one top ten ball playing center backs out there. Okay, sure. okay, the best in Liga Nosh. Gonzalo Inácio, and they are linking up and trying to get him. So Sved Botman, they got rejected. Gonzalo Inácio, they got rejected. Diego Carlos, they got rejected. But still, Newcastle is expected to get a no in life with these players. So yeah, maybe man. in a year's time, they're all mm -hmm. saying yes, and they all know the agents, and they all know the fees. So yeah. I think it might happen. Uh, but yes, the big expose, going back to it, is if Arsenal don't get afford you will be yeah. relying on eddie and keta for the rest of the season obama yang is out out what? i think even what? getting gerard moreno would be good for arsenal okay even tony's having problems at brentford like why not get him like i'm yeah. i'm literally like you guys need a striker regardless where it comes if fiorentina or signing Artur Cabral for 15 million, you're telling me that Arsenal doesn't have the expertise in the club to sign a player like him at that same yeah. fee? Artur Cabral is. You think Artur Cabral will be like, I prefer Fiorentina to Arsenal? He, yeah, he's got the bags to play for Arsenal. I'm telling you. So, oh man, tough season. It, it, it's tough. I mean, and even that, the, the depth that they have at striker is, is out the door, right? The, oh. the little depth that they do have. Eddie Nketiah is likely not sticking around. And <laughs> Falaren Balogun, they have already sent 
uh, to believe Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough on loan. Oh. Um, so you got Obama Yang in the wind, mm-hmm. and your your two academy strikers essentially uh, no longer a part of the situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you want to see Arsenal just get that man, but I, I don't know. I feel like there's there's a situation where they're they're trying to hit too many too many areas when mm-hmm. really they should just focus on their pick, go after him, razor focused, and if you got to pay more, pay more. Um, to get it done, but um, totally the player, the player, the player that mis- that that I know, if we still haven't mentioned it, and it's a big topic in the transfers, in my opinion, is Usman Dembele, because mm-hmm. <laughs> Barcelona wants to offload as much as they can Dembele as they should, and I yeah. saw news that they offered Dembele to Tottenham for twenty mm-hmm. million, and in my opinion, it makes sense for Tottenham to go get him for that fee. It's a risk, uh, but. I see that with all the situation about Greenwood that we're going to talk more ahead. Greenwood yeah. leaving. Dembele is a big opening too for Man United, man. Uh, it saddens me that that needs to be the case. But yeah. I don't know. Dembele, I think he'll be heading to the Premier League. I think Dembele is heading to the Premier League. So Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. And I don't know if you... If you can't keep healthy in La Liga, I'm just not entirely sure how the hell you're going to keep healthy in the Premier League. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's something that has to be said because it's pretty rough and tumble. And um, Them booze in trouble, man. Them booze uh, in trouble. <laughs> I just I want to see him healthy. I really do. I just want to see him playing. You want to see him playing? That is a perfect sentence to, to someone it else is. who can lead up. And that uh, guy just went to Everton. Yes, uh, uh, well, two, two from Manchester United. You get rid of Martial to Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Sevilla's in the middle of a La Liga, you know, uh, title hunt. Mm-hmm. And then you get rid of uh, Donny van de Beek, um, yeah, to Everton. And, and to be honest, that wouldn't have happened if a certain somebody wasn't projected to become the coach yes. in the very future, right? Well, so well, Martial, Martial at Sevilla, like he's going to be top bins with Sevilla. In my opinion... He's going to look very, very different. And Martial will go bold at Sevilla, people. I believe in it. And he clearly believes in it by going bold himself. (laughs) So Lampard, yes, I agree with you, Breton. Like, great vision and great decision. And I want to say, too, if we're mentioning the the Lampard decision to Everton, is they tried to get Wayne Rooney, as we suggested in the previous pod. But Wayne Rooney rejected and said, it's not the right time. I have a contract with Derby. And I love to see that. I got to respect Rooney with that. Money, he's got the money. He's not desperate. He knows he's got a career going forwards. And yeah, I love that. It shows personality with Rooney. Uh, And yeah, Lampard, great decision. Trusting the youth. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's a decision that he's going to be looking more on the inside of the club. Anthony Gordon will love it. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Dominic Calvert-Lewin, too, is going to be a player that Lampard is going to love. You can clearly see. And they might sell Richarlison with with the arrival of Lampard. I expect something like that to happen, Breton. So, but Donny... I hope they don't. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think it will. Because Lampard will... He'll he'll want some players. And Richarlison, too. Let's see. Let's see. It's speculation on my. I think it's too. more likely. I think it's more likely Dominic Calvert Lewin heads to a place like Arsenal mm. um, than where Charlton leaves. But at the same time, you know, th- this is the reality. Mm. Everton's in a relegation fight. Yeah. Right. Um, th- they're true. more in a relegation fight than they are in, uh, uh, you know, a fight for European spots. Uh, we we do know things can change in the second half of the season. Um, mm-hmm. But Frank Lampard. 
they need to put everything behind them, right? Mm-hmm. They need to put all their weight behind them, support behind them, because if there's one thing that seems to be the case, um, okay, there's a lot of these like club legends getting a chance. A lot of people that there's two camps, right? It's the people that are saying that these guys get a chance because they were club legends. Mm-hmm. And then there are people saying that because they're club legends, essentially they know how to get things done. We know well, that that doesn't necessarily translate to great managerial mm-hmm. you know, careers. aspirations and, and careers. But the one thing that I just don't understand, Everton has resources. Mm-hmm. They've got, okay, maybe an ownership group that that divides people. Okay, maybe not as much as Tottenham's ownership group divided people, mm-hmm. but they've got resources. They've got a new stadium coming online. Uh, at at times, they they have a history. They have a phenomenal rivalry, uh, a phenomenal city, and a, a, a group of supporters that will follow the club to the ends of the earth. Um, so you've got to put it behind Frank Lampard. Give him all the support you can muster. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hope that his ability of man management, his ability of bringing these players on and and uh, and and being that that uh what's the word players manager, mm-hmm. um, hoping that that will do enough to to get you out of the mire this season, uh, so that you can build for next. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's really crazy to me because Everton just they have the resources, they just haven't been making the right decisions. So I. I'm excited to see it. And all I got to say is that, you know, Frank Lampard at Everton, you got to circle these dates mm-hmm. three months from now, April 23rd. He's got the Liverpool Derby. Okay. <laughs> a week later, he takes on his former club, Chelsea. Okay. Oh. Circle those dates, man. Cause you know, Everton's going to either be worse off than they are now, or they are going to be trending upwards. And, mm-hmm. um, it'll be really interesting. I believe they'll be trending upwards, Bretson. I, I that's 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 whew, what a tough week that'll be for Lampard. I gotta say that. But uh, leading up in the transfers, uh, finishing up on my end, I have to mention yeah. now. People say, "Ah, oh, you don't give love to City." Ah, yeah, you don't. I'm gonna give love to City yeah, because I've seen yeah. a club that I've been admiring how they've been doing business lately, and that's Inter Milan. That yes, by the end of the season, Zeku and Vidal are gonna go. That is yeah. facts. And two people are going to come. And one is Kamaka for 40 million, which is top business. And the second is the midfielder, Frateji, for 25 million. Top, yeah. top business by getting the future of the Azuri now at Inter. And then, and then yeah. even with that, getting those two replacements of Zeko and Vidal, then I see that they get Gozans. Like mm-hmm. one of the best fullbacks attacking wise. He destroyed. Every team in the Euros, man. I'm still, I'm still traumatized with this guy. And Inter <laughs> giving me flashbacks and signing him up. I gotta say, man, terrific deal. So yes. sign, getting the deals in. This is to what I like. What I liked about Inter, they are yes. focusing on the uh, uh, in players inside Serie, and that's the mm-hmm. way to go by getting Francesi, Scamacca, and Gozens, man. Elite business, yeah. Inter. Elite yeah. business. Scamacca is just. Sneakily, whether he's on loan or wherever he is, he mm-hmm. just scores goals. He does. He just gets it done. Uh, he does a lot of work too that doesn't wind up on the, you know, on the stat sheet. But mm-hmm. I, I do think the jewel in that in that uh, that heap of transfers coming in is is Gozens for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just every metric um, when he's healthy, he is one of the better attacking uh, fullbacks, if not the best 
uh, we're going to say one of the better mm. attack backs in Korea <laughs> because Teo Hernandez is yes. Um, yes. pretty damn good. Uh, but Gozens is phenomenal. I think he that actually makes him, I don't even know if this is a stat worthy of announcing, but I mm. think that makes him the most expensive German in Syria history. Mm. That might Go be. Figure. That might yeah. be. That might be. I think, I that... think it does. I, I could be wrong about it. But, uh, but Gozens is, I think, the jewel in that cap. And you're right. I don't know. I don't know if there's an Inter fan out there <laughs> that, that said to that would have said to us, um, without batting an eyelash, mm-hmm. that Aiden Jekko would would do what Aiden Jekko did has been doing for them this I season. Agree. Well, you know, I, I think that was more of a stopgap until they find uh, the next. But the fact that he has overperformed mm-hmm. um, and just done so, so damn well in that Inter setup uh, leads me to believe that so, Inter's not, not not going anywhere anytime soon, even if Juventus is paying 75 million euros to bring in the striker that they probably wanted. Agreed, agreed. And Inter are doing the right way by having this Italian core that is Scamacca, Fratelli, uh, mm-hmm. Bastoni, and Barella. Okay, these are four players that are going to be the future of Italy, and they are retained with Inter. So, great deals. I got to mention it. And it puts, we see Juventus doing top deals. We see Mm -hmm. Inter doing top deals. Come on, AC Milan. You got to step up, and you got to get my guy, Hnat Sanch and Sven Botman, that I'm sick of seeing news that these two players going to AC Milan every single transfer window. Okay, you yeah. locked up Teo, you gotta lock up Teo, Ben Acer, Rafael Leo, and get Gnat, and get Sven Botman, man. you look much better, and like these two clubs, Inter and Juventus, doing top business in the transfer window, man. Oh. Yeah, but I guess they are, AC Milan is resigned to let um, Kessier go. They're mm. not trying to re- at all right he's gonna go he's gonna go yeah yeah well you know that 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 was a good shout in terms of uh inter milan but i'm I'm gonna bring it back uh you know who's been left out within the premier league and i just don't necessarily Mm. understand why they haven't really been making any signings Mm. west ham united west ham united you know like you've actually got resources Mm -hmm. you You've got one of the higher uh, um, stories in terms of from a competitive aspect uh, mm-hmm. to bring people in. And they can't even get like Adam Lozek over the line right now. So I, I'm, I'm really interested to see like why that is. I saw Calvin um, Phillips though. Yeah, you know, they, they threw a bunch of money at Calvin Phillips. That'd they threw good. a bunch of money at um, Rafinha, I believe they were going mm-hmm. after as well. No. So they're rating lead. And uh, I, I think both of them have been hit back on that so we'll, we'll see if they get something overboard but i'm just over the board but i'm i'm surprised that with how good of a front season they've had a first half of the season they've had um and how relatively consistent they've been because remember we thought that they were going to be in turmoil at the beginning of last season um and they've done the complete opposite and david moyes has a lot of credit thrown his way for that well, um well but, uh, uh, another variable that is underrated with west ham is <laughs> Mikel antonio is a top five striker in the premier league with west ham with yeah. west ham okay i'm not saying he is a top five striker in terms of ability but with west ham he is yep. a top five striker in the premier league Mikel antonio. I'm, with you. I'm with you there and so. uh but, I only wish he could have uh brought that form to jamaica when jamaica was beating 
Mexico one zip uh, before they before they ultimately lost two to one. Um, but oh, hey, the other the other team within the Premier League I have to bring up here because they do it under the radar right now. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a more underrated transfer policy than uh, than Brighton Brighton Hove and Albion right now? Mm. Uh, Graham Potter has this system, and then there's also they're doing like like sort of like miniature Manchester City moves. In that they're collecting some of the world's best talent under the radar talent, okay? Mm-hmm. And if they're not playing them, they're loaning them out, which is hopefully raising their value for future resale if they never play for Brighton. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Brighton, if for some reason one year it doesn't go their way and they wind up back in the championship, uh, they have a future that they can build around. Just listen to some of these names that they brought in. And I know anyone that plays football manager or FIFA career mode uh, or ultimate team, they know these names, right? They're going to bring in Julio Enciso. Okay. And I don't know if that's how you say his last name, but Paraguay's top prospect. He's everywhere. I know in football manager, he's 18 year old. No, that doesn't make him a great winger. He is a phenomenal prospect though. Uh, Can play all across the front line. Um, he likely is coming in, and he probably isn't going to play right away. He'll be loaned out. Mm-hmm. They brought in, remember Kasper Kozlowski? Yes. Wonderful. player to play at the Europe. They brought him in recently, 18 years old, and maybe now 19. Brought him in for 11 million euros, loaned him to Belgium, and the kid is playing for the number one team. He hasn't played yet, but he's playing for the number one team in Belgium currently, right? That newly promoted team mm-hmm. uh, that is currently winning in Belgium. Uh, you brought in Abdullah Sima who people probably don't know because they don't watch the Czech League, Mm -hmm. but he plays for Slavia Prague, played for Slavia Prague, and was doing really, really well in the European competitions last year. He's loaned out as well for 7 million euros. Kukurela and Enoch Wepu, who we both know, who both have been pretty good players for them. Kukurela is probably one of the better players, young fullbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. They brought in Jacob Motor, Michael Karbownik, okay, and I'm saying their names wrong, and Moises Kasheda. Okay, these are all young players for small amounts of money, and they've only spent maybe about ten million over, oh. ten million euros over what they brought in for Ben White. Oh, so can you name all the players and then say the Ben White? Yeah, Julio Enciso, Casper Kozlowski, Abdallah Sima, Mark Kukarella, Enoch Mwepu, Jacob Motor, Michael Karbownik, Moises Cachedo. All within the last year and a half, last season and a half, and they're only spending about 10 million euros more than what they brought in for Ben White. Okay. And that just to me, under the radar, it's like one of the better transfer policies moving forward. I, I just love it. I'll just I love say it. this Kaisedu and Kozlowski, when they mm-hmm. sell Kozlowski, it's going to be more than it's going to it be Ben fun. White. Oh, man. Embarrassing. And I got to say, Breton. Top yeah. highlight, man, to Brighton. They deserved it. And Bisuma's going to leave too, I think, for 50 million. Yeah. And who's going to get him? Arsenal! <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 maybe maybe Arsenal. <laughs> oh, my days. Oh, my I, days. I mean, he's going to go for 50 million too. Oh, like... my days. So, so 100 million with Ben White and Bisuma. And if you ask me, like, is those two players 100 million? I'm saying no. Yeah. I'm saying no, but uh, but I like Bisuma. I'm re- I rate Bisuma though. He's a good player, but fifty. Yeah. Come on. But it is amazing to me. Like Potter is already he he hasn't come out and said, but there have been rumblings from Brighton that has said they're they're confident in their ability to be competitive in the Premier League, even even with letting Bisuma move on. Yeah, so are. I think, yeah. I just love it because there's a process. It seems 
at mm-hmm. Brighton. Graham Potter, I think it has to be said, is probably the best English manager <laughs> managing in England right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say David Moyes, but then he's Scottish, so... Yeah. Yeah. See, there's a little wrinkle there. I, I knew that. There's a little wrinkle there. No, 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 no. It's it's it's, it's fun and impressive. And I get it. Southgate. Like, yeah. Oh, well, there is Southgate. But Southgate. Come on, come on. Like, here, here at FC Wonder Kid, obviously we're biased towards this type of transfer policy. But I honestly do believe that they they are building. They have a plan, and they're building um to be a Premier League team and a top half Premier League team, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um for years and years to come. And, and who knows, maybe one day we'll be seeing Brighton, Brighton in the champions. League. Well, Europa Brighton. league conference. Yeah. League. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Is there any I other transfers uh, we're missing out, Brighton? I, I mean, I have to bring up, I have to bring up one. Um, a couple more Americans have moved on and I, I just don't know. I don't know how, how to tell you how historic this has been for American transfers. But we talked about Matt Turner going to Arsenal mm-hmm. last week, right? That is, it hasn't been announced yet, but it's likely over, um, over the, the, uh, the line, the finish line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also, um, I don't know if you know this player, but Kevin Paredes, he's mm-hmm. one of the breakout stars Seven in Major Kevin, League right? Soccer. Yep, winger, wing back. Um, he's he's slight, but he's building up. Uh, yeah, Wolfsburg just signed him for seven million. Um, and George Bello, another wing back. <laughs> On the same side, left back, left back. Um, he is the subject of I think it's only like a four million bid because his contract is come and due. But he's likely headed to Armenia Bielefeld in Bundesliga. Um, there was a little bit of a wrinkle where he thought he was, you know, they wanted to sell him to Circle Brugge and whatever. That'd but anyway, better. that would have been better. It, it might have been better. I think to him though, he looks at the Bundesliga the same way most American uh, mm. potential wonder kids. Look at uh, the Bundesliga. It's like, hey, that's where Reyna, and that's where Pulisic, and that's where McKenney, and that's where Tyler Adams have all kind of built their chops. True. Um, I got to go there. And in a World Cup year, I do not blame them mm-hmm. at all. And then finally, I got to say right now, uh, Gaga Slonina. I don't know if you know him. Gabriel Slonina. Uh, uh, the he, goalkeeper. He, yep, the goalkeeper who came through Chicago Fire. Um, last year has played very very well uh, he's actually in the national team camp right now for these world cup qualifiers um, 17 years old growing like a weed uh, phenomenal shot stopper although there's a better shot stopper in the chicago fire academy in chris brady but anyway uh gabriel Spornina apparently apparently is the subject of about a 15 million dollar bid uh from a couple premier league teams who so who? If that happens, if that happens, okay, and I don't know who, I don't know who. I hey, I'm not the actual, I'm you know, guy. Go Taylor Swift or, or Tom Bogart or somebody. But um, if that happens, if he goes for 15 million, and I doubt it'll be that high, but if he goes for 15 million, he will be the most expensive teenage goalkeeper transfer, second most, second most expensive mm. teenage goalkeeper transfer in history. A U.S. A, oh my days! That is bold. Be That'd be, be bold. You. That'd be bold. So I'm, I'm just saying. You know, Taylor Twelman said it four or five years ago. He said this is the beginning. You know, Christian Pulisic, McKenny. That was just the beginning. And and I've been saying it for the last <laughs> what since we've been doing this last eight months. Five. It's a market you have to watch because these academies are just 
starting to churn these players out. And this is just the start uh, of a machine um, well, that... I've got to do I, it. I've got, I had a quick fire question that was real, is totally related to this. I'm going to do yeah. it right now. Do you uh -oh. think you will see a U.S. player winning a Ballon d'Or in your lifetime, Bretton? Oh, my God. In my lifetime? I hope so, man. I really hope you. Oh will. my gosh! Man, yes. you deserve and it. <laughs> in my bias part, and, and from watching, you know, watching MLS come into uh, uh, in 1996, I was a little tyke um, watching this happen. I, I can't, I can't make the leap right now mm -hmm. to, to say yes to that. Um, but I do think that growth for US is going to be exponential and not linear. Okay. Um, I really do believe it's going to be just a phenomenal increase in, in those possibilities. Um, but as of right now, I can't look at that and say, oh, say yes. Man. But in my lifetime? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. Come but on, if, if you, you ask me. If, if, if you and I are still talking 20, 30 years from now, right, about this stuff, uh, yeah, ask me then. But yeah, what, what, what's, your, what's your thought on that? I believe you will, man. I really believe you will because the scalability of football in the U.S. is go is growing a lot, a lot. So, is there any other transfer? No, just wanted to bring that up there because I'm uh, I'm an excited human being, <laughs> uh, an excited fan to see the U.S. guys do it. But no, we hit we hit every major transfer that's already happened, and I'm actually proud. Uh, <laughs> Of that there, man. So, um, where do you want to go next? So there you go, guys. If there is any transfer that we have missed out, please put down below in the comment section, okay? And we will gladly answer. But uh, yeah, that general news, a bit of AFCON because, like, come yeah. on. Look at these Cameroon forwards going bold. I got to mention fast. Both Ekambi and Abubakar have 11 goals in the competition. Five yeah. for Ekambi. Six for Abubakar. I don't know if mm -hmm. Abubakar will stay in Al Nasser, my guy. So uh, it's yeah. looking good. It's looking good. And they are going to go up against the winner of Egypt or Mar Morocco. So Cameroon mm -hmm. is going to have a tough match next. And yeah, it's looking good overall, the team. Then you have uh, Martin Ongla, the midfielder, with three assists. Then we have Collins Fai, three assists too. Like the whole team seems to be flourishing. And Onana, man, some of those saves are ridiculous yeah. he might be mm -hmm. no he's the best keeper in afcon okay in my opinion so there you yeah. go there you go i'm with you yeah, and and th those are i mean that's uh, what uh, I, we knew it was going to happen too right abu Bakr, mm -hmm. akami we both said it we're, we're like you just can't not see mm -hmm. the host nation scoring a whole bunch of goals <laughs> with these two guys leading the line and it's just great you know abu Bakr did not have his best game mm -hmm. his last game and Akambi kind of picked up the slack the same way he did with Villarreal. Mm -hmm. um, he hasn't been doing it really with Lyon yet, but uh, at Villarreal, he he was pretty relatively prolific when he was healthy. Mm -hmm. um, but I love, you know, I didn't write him down at all. I love your shout of uh, Martin Angla because he's barely playing for mm -hmm. his club. And I don't even yes. know what club he plays for. Um, and is he in Belgium? Liga, I think Liga. So okay, yeah, not, and not and sure. I. Don't, yeah, and I I would love to see see more of him mm -hmm. uh, when it comes comes down to it. But I I, I think yeah, Cameroon is is fun. They're fun and, to uh, watch. But they're the hardest path. Then you have on the other side you have Burkina Faso that is already there, and it's going to go against up Senegal. But you never know. But yeah. I think it's going to be Senegal and Senegal. This is a stat 
that I, mm. when I saw it, I was like, I gotta say it. And Sadio Mane has scored 44% of Senegal's goals since 2017. <laughs> oh my days. Talk about carrying a nation. Oh, yeah. Sadio Mane, man. I got, I yeah. have to say it. And I have to say too, Mo Salah eliminating the Ivory Coast with the last penalty. That is a moment that is going to be always in Salah's memory, in my opinion, uh, in AFCON. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's but, looking but good. Can, can we, in the same breath uh, of uh, heaping praise on Mo Salah, ask Eric Bailly, what the heck were you thinking on that penalty kick? <laughs> he tried a no-look penalty kick. I don't understand it, right? Um, the the Ivory Coast had every every possibility to get through Egypt, and they just it's I, penalty kicks suck to begin with. Uh-huh. Um, but to to go up there and have the gall to do what he did just made no sense to me. Um, but hey, what can you do? And I, I got to go back to Burkina Faso because mm-hmm. that, that's a just a massive massive uh, accomplishment for them to make it to the semis. Um, and there's a couple young guys that are leading the way for them. We all know. Mm-hmm. Edmund Tapsobo, right? Ed, Edmund, Edmund or Edward? Edmund. Edmund, Edmund, Edmund Tapsobo. Tapsoba, who uh, obviously uh, was in Liga Nash. Mm-hmm. Um, before it was Liga B win. Um, and uh, now uh, applies his trade for Bayer Leverkusen. And when he's healthy, he is just a phenomenal specimen to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has been one of the biggest reasons why Burkina, the, the Burkinese have gotten here. You have Bertrand Traore, who's not young anymore. Hasn't really played for Villa mm-hmm. um, much this year, but uh, I, I remember a time when he was spraying goals in for for Lyon and mm-hmm. some other other teams. Also played for Chelsea for a while, right? Mm-hmm. He was part of that academy, I think. Yes. Wow. Yes. But the big name um, that allowed them to shock Tunisia was uh, Dango Utara, who uh, who's 19 years old and plays for one of the worst teams in League One. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up through there, but not only did he score the match winner. He had the wonderful privilege of scoring the match winner against Tunisia and then promptly getting a red card and getting sent off so that he could not play in the semifinals. Oh, so, I'm sorry, buddy, but um, that, that, that's just not, not it. But hey, he got them there, and Burkina Faso uh, could potentially beat Senegal or Equatorial Guinea to make it to a final yeah. of AFCON. You never know. And um, like, I'm because yeah. we're joining general news with the Wonder Kids. Just, I gotta ask you the question that the world seemed to ask after uh, a game at AFCON, and it is: Is Ashraf Hakimi the best right back in the world for you, Bretson? Because in my opinion, I put Trent ahead of him, and I put yeah. Drunken Sill. Yeah. So, in your opinion, is he the best right back in the world, Hakimi? No. No, he's not the best right back. No matter what Kylian Mbappe says, he's not He's not the right back. Not the best right back in the world right now. I believe Trent Alexander-Arnold just can offer what Akraf does uh, and, and then some. I mean, well, uh, but but Hakimi with that, that free kick, that was, mm-hmm. that was pretty sublime. Um, I think the guy, the, the Malawi player, what's his name, Gabadinho, that scored that ridiculous goal, though, he, he takes the cake, but... Uh, no, Akraf Hakimi to me is not the best right back in the world, but um, I'm I'm here. I'm here for that argument all day and all night because it's an argument that people should have. The Trent best- Alexander-Arnold uh, and, and Akraf Hakimi are the two best right backs in the world right now. 
Uh, and I think TAA has a, a better um, skill set. Mm. Um, and and they, it just could be that the platform I watch more often, this could be kind of recency <laughs> bias or, or uh, availability bias. Mm. I see a whole lot more of Trent Alexander-Arnold than I see of Akraf Hakimi. Well, and that, I'm not going to lie, that probably does play a role. I watch Hakimi on a weekly basis. I watch PSG yeah. every single game. And I can tell you, Hakimi has moments. He is solid. But yeah. Trent has those magne magnifique moments. Yeah. And Akimi is going to have them too at PSG because, in my opinion, the be the team that has the best under-23 duo at fullbacks, and it's no discussion over there, yeah. it's PSG with Noon Minch at the left and Akimi at the right. That is yeah. no discussion right there. And I just, just I want to just sprinkle this and say... Noon Minch is improving a lot lately, okay, at PSG. And guys, I'm confident, fully confident that he's going to stay at PSG and he's going to become a legend in Portuguese football and at PSG, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, he's improving, man. He's really... I, I, he's the... the 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 movements going forwards, the crosses are going in, the one-on-one -on -one yep. tackling. Nobody wants to go up against him because yeah, you're not faster than him. So yep. it's going it's going well. It's going well. Yeah, it's it's just a firm reminder that that uh, the development of a player isn't isn't ever linear or mm. straight up. Um, yeah, you know, Kylian Mbappe's and uh, Erling Haaland's do not grow on trees. Mm -hmm. um, their their rise are essentially stratospheric, and yet Erling Haaland can't beat Bayern Munich. Right? Uh, there, there, you know, there are all sorts of. Everyone's got their kryptonite. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I say, Nuno Mendes, and I get it. I get like you know, a lot of the people that listen to us probably heard their first uh, flavor of you, <laughs> uh, Mensch. Um, but ultimately we do need to take a pause and say, these players are, are still raw mm -hmm. and still growing. And there is no doubt that Nuno Mendes has those potential possibilities to get that, to get to that world-class stratosphere in like more than one attribute, right? He's just, he's a hell of a, he's a hell of a canvas. Um, that is that is still getting painted, and I'm 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 here for that development. And yeah, PSG already top ten fullback left back in the world, in my opinion, Nunez. I just okay. wanted to say that already right now with how he's playing, and he's gonna prove it. It's gonna be a big boy matchup against Real Madrid. Any results, yeah. any youngster, we're gonna see maybe Nunez flourish for PSG, Akimi for PSG, and we're gonna see maybe Vini Junior flourishing for Real Madrid. Man, it's gonna be insane that game. Uh yeah, that is. Yeah. Uh, but going back to you, you're mentioning the growth of a player, and yeah. I'm gonna mention two youngsters that uh, made two different decisions. Okay, at Man United, yeah. and one of them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with the positive note because I see this loan deal from Rangers to get Ahmad Diallo, and boy yeah. oh boy, he only needed four minutes to score on his debut for Rangers. And I got to yeah. say, I was shocked when I saw that Rangers got this loan deal because Amadiolo mm -hmm. is going to be like he was in that game. In 60, 66 minutes, he, he was the, the player with the most dribbles, the player yeah. with the most fouls won, the player mm -hmm. that was most exciting to watch, and he managed mm -hmm. to score. So yeah. elite business. And I have to say too, Ahmad Diallo scored in his senior debut for Atalanta. He scored in his first match for Man United. His first shot 
for Man yep. United. He assisted on his first Premier League game, and yep. now he scores four minutes in for Rangers. Ridiculous I, stat. Almost reminds me of Rashford, right? Yeah, it does. It does. And I, I think he even scored on his home debut for the Ivory Coast. Um, so, you know, Ahmad Diallo is is one we've just been we just want to we just want to see more of. He just needs to play. Um, and you can say that about a lot of the Manchester United talents um, that they might actually have to rely on once we start talking about the negative um, side that I really am squirmy and don't want to talk about but mm. staying on that positive side Ahmad Diallo at Rangers I think that, that it's a great place um for mm-hmm. him to go and I I you know I did this person after you coming out to me as a Celtic fan now just kidding that you prefer Celtic over Rangers I I had to show my solidarity on the other side um but I grew up with Claudio Reyna I grew up uh loving uh, you know, Rangers, uh, Gattuso. We, we talked about this last week. Um, so I, I, I we got to start some drama here. I'm, I'm a, when there's an old firm, maybe we got to go live. I go, gotta go live you go Rangers. I got to I respect yeah. that. I got to respect that. I got to respect. I got an American on both sides though. So I win either way. Cameron Carter. <laughs> Cameron Carter Vickers has been great for Celtic. And now I got James Sands. Uh, in the midfield for Rangers. Well, so, uh, but I got the uh, best player, and that's Jota. About to lose the, a, a possibility to gain points on Rangers. And I believe it was Jota that <laughs> provided the assist to to Abada to win that game yesterday Jeez. or two days ago, whatever that was. So oh, man. I that, love it. I love it. But do we yeah. talk about the negative side? We got it. We got to talk about the negative side. And we don't want to see it. And like, let's see. Let's first see what happens. But. Mason Greenwood has been accused of something we don't want to see, and uh, it's it's we're not proud of it. But let's let's see what happens, man. But Mason Greenwood has been accused of mistreating some uh, a woman, okay. And as yeah. I said, let's see what happens. And yeah. it's not looking and good. I, I, yeah, no, it's not. It's not looking good at all. And I think in a obviously for us as a podcast, FC One Kid, right? It's in the mm-hmm. name. We follow all these players. We want to see them do well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if what is what is that what has come out and the video that has come out and the audio that has come out is is mm-hmm. verified and true and all that crazy crazy stuff, uh, completely inexcusable on his end. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in a period like this, when obviously as a podcast we think about the Wonder Kids first, right? Mm-hmm. You you want to you got to remember that there's, there's the other side and and there is a person that has been victimized and there is a person that has been mistreated horribly. Um, so regardless, uh, those bruises came from somewhere that mistreatment came from somewhere. And I just hope that, that she, she gets the the help that she needs, the support that she needs. And, uh, it's just tough. It's tough to see. And from a purely selfish footballing perspective, this is just not, not how you ever want to see things play 100%. out. hundred percent. You hit the money, it's bro. So you hit the money. And yeah, that's that's our say on that. But yeah, I, I want to end it up, though, the Wonder Kids news, just with a positive note. End up the podcast bit. It's yeah. the Mukoku situation, man. And yeah. truth is, his contract is until 2023. And mm-hmm. I don't think he'll stay at Dortmund, man. And I don't think he's going he's gonna to extend his say. So... Where do you think Yusuf Mukoko will end up? Personally, I think it will be or at Real Madrid or Barcelona. But do you think he'll go to the Premier League? I, if he was smart, I'd stay in Germany. 
He's not playing, man. <laughs> I, I no, I understand that. Not with Dortmund. I I would. Ah, sorry. You know, uh, people Eintracht Frankfurt, VfB mm. Stuttgart. Mm. I mean, there are there are teams within Germany that would likely get him and start him day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's a loan to buy, um, you know, we've we've seen it in the past. Hell, we saw it with Andre Silva. I know he's not anywhere close to as young as as him, but Andre Silva like re restarted his career right in the Bundesliga and Mukoko just needs to play and staying close to his support system, staying close to his friends, staying close to you know everything um, that he knows makes the most sense. I think for a guy mm-hmm. as young as he is and a kid with as much talent. Um, but yeah, breaking through a Dortmund's proven. Or Ajax. Right. Imagine yeah. Ajax too for Mokoko. And the other thing I got to mention up to is Pedri. I sent you the pictures, man. If you guys yeah. need to see, Pedri is bulking up. And now you bring in Adama Traore. I'm sure going to see Pedri with a bunch of more kilos. A muscle. Okay, big yeah. boy Pedri now. But I believe, yeah. solidly, really believe that Pedri is going to go bold next season okay and xavi is gonna have a world-class midfielder right there because i am seeing the physical attributes of him improving and when that yeah. happens when you see a player that's working inside the pitch and outside the pitches a lot you know you mm-hmm. got to start and i believe in pedri yeah and that actually brings me to what we've seen hit twitter on uh adama Traore. i mean wolves fans uh might not have ever gone this deep with Adama Traore, but mm-hmm. uh, there was video of him staying after practice to get help on what we all know is is something he needs help on, and that's fin- finishing. Um, <laughs> so you know the the, the guy, the, who, it, it just yeah. Let's let's see how it plays out. But I'm here. I'm here with the popcorn. I I'm I'm ready to watch Pedri glow up and and get the Leon Goretzka muscles. Um, I'm ready to see Adama Traore go and, and turn uh, Barcelona into the old, a, a different version of the old Barcelona. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for all this. And uh, hey, we're not even, we still got 48 hours left with That's, this with transfer craziness. So buckle up, get your popcorn. Uh, I, I know Fabrizio, I don't know if he listens to us in any way, shape or form, but we all know he's going to be doing this live. Yeah. So get on that live, get excited about it. And um We'll we'll see what what clubs uh, clubs make some deals to make some moves for the for the coming few months. We gotta see. But, we gotta see what happens. And I just want to yeah. quickly address something that people on TikTok have been messaging and putting comments and where are you go? When are you going bold? When are you going bold? When are you going bold? And I'm answering it. Okay, if you guys really but really want to see me go bold, you guys gotta go bold first. And if you get to one million. Followers on FC Wonder Kid TikTok, I will for sure go bold. I will go bold, Breton. If we get to the Millie on TikTok, I will shave my head and I will go bold live on TikTok. So click on the yeah. plus, the follow. It's that simple. Go bold on it. And yeah, I will go bold. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know what I just did, man. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I believe you. I believe you, and hell, I'll, I'll, I'll even I'll even throw myself into this this situation here. But like, I don't. I, I mean, I, I just love we're we're steadily growing, right? On all on all on all platforms, but right now there's two of us. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, there's, there's two of us, and obviously growth comes with uh, 
with creating more content. So understanding maybe a little more direction wise where, where are the Let's people see. that listen to us would like us to go. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So, so um, guys, put in the comment yeah. section below, any feedback, anything we have to improve, like deadline day, we're going live, man. I, I'll, I'll go live. We got to talk about these transfers that will be happening. So yeah. people yeah. like everything, anything we can improve, Please put down below, man. And yeah, episode 41 in the books. Big up transfers episode. I loved it. I was, I'm hyped. I'm still hyped. I could do another one of transfers. Yeah. <laughs> so, there was a lot we didn't mention. So that's absolutely. <laughs> so guys, thank you for listening to FC Wonder Kid episode 41. Please put down below if there's anything we haven't mentioned. And have a nice week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>